bit of a one-storied week, and we're here with a massive, massive display of protest, political protest, it's being deemed by QP and their supporters about education workers. And this strike, deemed illegal by the province, goes on anyway. A QP put themselves in strike position back fourth week after school started, uh, took an overwhelming vote to strike, but they voted for a legal strike, not an illegal strike. That has not changed the perspective. That doesn't seem to have dampened a lot of the enthusiasm for it. So I lay out something I heard about what QP offered that the province hasn't taken a look at yet, but maybe we'll need to, to uh, cut this strike off before both sides end up getting a lot of vitriol from parents and the public alike. This is according to two people I trust implicitly in the education business. Heard from a lot of educators, most of which I know um, and have you know leaned on a fair bit, especially through this course of this pandemic. But let me explain to you what they're telling me. By the way, I'm going to say this out of the gate before I say this. I don't know what it is. I don't know where it comes from. I know tensions are high. I know people are emotional, but at no point, at no point, I, I'm, I am pro-education. I am pro-public education. My kids, I want them staying in public education. One's been there for, what, 13 years now? The other's been there for 11. Since junior kindergarten in 2010 with Mrs. Kennedy. I can say her name. She's retired now. She's safe. Um, <laughs> but I am an advocate for public education. I am an educate for, uh, advocate for education, period. And if I weigh in on this issue and I say I'm so disappointed that both sides couldn't get in a room and work this out, I mean it. Then you know I mean it. And I've got emotion and logic behind that concept. I'm taking emotion out of it and I'm actually using logic to supersede that. But I'm going to tell you something. And I, this is not me crying about it. This is not me being a baby about it. At no point in anything I could possibly say on that Twitter website or anything I could say into a microphone here, will I get more vile, crappy things sent to me than when I talk about my thought on education and I say, I wish both sides could get it together. I'm on the side I'm always on. My kids. I'm on the Also, you're welcome to lump your kids into the side of my kids. And I'll go to bat for your kids. Happy to do that. I was raised by people that taught their whole life. Wonderful human beings. I'm lucky I still have both of them with me. And they have thoughts on education. And they have thoughts on how things have changed a little bit. But I'm telling you, I can talk about women's reproductive rights. And I won't get the same level of vile comments i could talk about ukraine and i won't get the same level i could say the ford government this the trudeau government that and i could rip rip a new one here and there from all things ideological i could do all of that i could talk about charities i could talk about immigration i could talk about anything and i won't get the things in my inbox that i do talking about education it's true. I don't know what that says. I don't know what that says. I was talking to a couple other people that work in the same industry as me, and they're like, oh, my gosh. People who are objective reporters for the Toronto Star who are simply 
you know, in essence, I don't want to call them stenographers. They're in essence giving quotes. They're reporting on the story. They're not even weighing in with opinion. And they get that kind of treatment. So I'm fine. I'm not I'm not needing to be in a safe space. I, I don't expect anyone to do a profile on me. No one has threatened my life, really. <laughs> when you get told, hey, it sounds like your mom did a really bad job of raising you. I thought she said she was a teacher. I'm like, okay, I won't get that talking about anything else. It's rather remarkable. It really is. I can't figure it out. I'm not sure how that's civil. I'm not sure how that's decent. I'm not sure, I'm not sure how that has dignity. I don't get it. I'm not rattled by it. I got thick skin going from one way to the next, one shoulder to the next. But I do, but I can't I'm telling you the truth. I can't talk about any topic. And I told uh, Leafs fans that Freddie Anderson wasn't a good enough goalie to win the Stanley Cup. They didn't <laughs> and they didn't like that. Okay. So that's it. That's that's my experience. The most rude responses I get telling me to do things that I'm not even sure were anatomically possible are people I guess that are in the education unions. I don't even know how else to, or they're pretending to be what and what benefit where's the win there what benefit did they get from that to be blasting me nonstop not sure I have no idea <laughs> I don't know okay I'm trying to have empathy I'm trying to have an understanding about it and I still do I still am going to bring my objectivity to the table you're not going to throw me off the train tracks here okay you're not going to push me over the balcony I'm going to say what I think about this scenario. I've said it a million times. I think the Ford government has bungled the education file. I think they've cut too deeply. I think there's members of CUPE that need raises and need them stat. I'm also going to tell you, I think their negotiators have done a lousy job in getting them raises in the last 10 years. How on earth could you make any case otherwise when you see the pittance that they've come up with and walked away from the table from and said, up, done. Where's my commission fee? I can't figure out that out for the life of me. How you could defend the competence of QP's negotiators the last 10 years. How could you? I'd also make the case that some of QP's members are part-time. We're just finding out about this stuff now. I had to ask. That's not exactly documented. 39000 isn't enough. No, it isn't for certain jobs. No, it isn't in certain places that you live. Of course it isn't. But... We're talking about a union that has 23 to 26% of people that are part-time among those 55,000. So how do we make, how do we change that and make them whole? I don't have an answer. I think they should be at the table. People are telling me they should be at the table. An empty hotel space from 7 a.m. every morning this week until midnight. And you invite the government to, if the government won't show up, call them out. Every hour, on the hour, stream it live. Do whatever you have to do. Don't leave. Work from there. And I'm just seeing too much grandstanding on both sides. Too much rhetoric. Too much talk and not enough action. Here's what QP did yesterday afternoon. And it's remarkably unique. You want to know about wage increases. Here's where they wanted to get to. I'm told from two trusted sources within the QP negotiations they cap wage increases between 3 and 5%. They're not asking for anything over 5% for the lowest paid worker right now. And a minimum of 3 per year over 4 years. Okay? 
Um, but that allows also more hours for part-time employees to get deployed into the classrooms. There's gaps right now. There's gaps with EAs. There's gaps with ECs. There's jobs that just can't be filled right now. Everyone works 40-hour weeks. That's the concept. Let's take all the part-time QP employees I just mentioned, about a quarter of their labor force, and everybody starts working 40-hour weeks under this new contract. You have people run homework clubs. You have people coach the junior volleyball team when you can't find a coach, and you're not going to have a team if you can't find a coach. Fill the gaps. Now, QP says the government didn't look at it or is saying they didn't look at it, and that's no good either. Look at that proposal. There's people that are that thought QP was way overshooting at 11.7% that actually think this is a very smart proposal. I asked you a question earlier. Are kids going to school next Friday morning on Remembrance Day? There's some teachers telling me this morning already. They've been told, dig in, two weeks at minimum. It's a famous two weeks. They've, they've been told, be ready to teach remotely for the next two weeks. How's that land for you as a parent? Do you think kids are going to school next Friday or not?